Back from the um, what the the mountains of Aspen? Were you, were you and Kristen out there like on your skis? Like, or what were you guys doing out there in There's Aspen? There's no skiing right now. Oh, oh, no skiing. Oh, I thought they had no, snow not... like year round out there in Aspen. No, no, it's beautiful in the summer, spring, fall. They don't start skiing again until probably December. Once it's cold enough, them start making snow, and then hopefully that you know. Do you, ski by, do you ski by the way? I mean, we know you're like an Orange Theory enthusiast, so we we know you're on that bike. But like, do you ski? I've skied. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, I mean, does anyone else like want to see anyone else listening want to see Patrick Paolini on skis? I do. Uh, I mean, that'd be epic. Well, yeah, it depends on from what size hill. If I if I'm coming down a black diamond, it would be a great video because they'd have to call out all kinds of rescue. Oh god. Well, I probably wouldn't even have to call out the rescue. They'd just have to call out, you know, the coroner because uh, that would be it. Um, I have so skied, funny. you know, I, I I've skied in some mostly in the northeast, but Aspen's beautiful. Um, absolutely gorgeous, great restaurants. Uh, uber expensive. Well, I mean, you can afford it. That doesn't phase you. No, no, no. We're talking like billionaire <laughs> after billionaire after oh. billionaire have homes there. It's amazing. Like just staring at the mountain with the homes built into it is just. So what did it feel like to uh, be like in real life Squid Games? You were like almost. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's must have funny. been a real change for you. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Uh, no, it was great. When uh, you know, good food. Um, it was great travel. It was first time I traveled during COVID. Oh, uh, I mean, okay. on a plane. Yeah, first time I've been on a plane. Utterly ridiculous, by the way. The masks, enough. By the way, uh, you know, I can live with it on the plane. Although I remember last summer. Over a year ago, when they were telling you, oh, travel was safe because the air circulation basically couldn't transmit COVID. Now, like the fact that I have to walk around an airport with a mask on is freaking absurd. It's just absurd. I'm sorry. Enough. Enough. Uh, okay, but wait a minute. Why? why? No buts. <laughs> like, there no, because... tra- everyone's trying to keep justifying the mask thing. No, enough. If I'm by myself walking in an airport, I because our plane tried to land in Aspen three times. Okay, so I flew to Denver, Denver to Aspen. Due to weather, the Thursday we went out there was very snowy and low cloud cover, and you're literally flying through mountains to land the plane. Right? They say it's one of the hardest landings in the United States. Okay. So we tried to land three times, could have had to take off again. And we were either going to go back to Denver or what we ended up doing was go to Grand Junction. Okay. So we land in Grand Junction. They keep us on the plane for like an hour. And they say, okay, we're going to make another attempt. I'm like, okay, just land the plane. If I die, whatever, like enough. I'm not going back <laughs> again to Denver. Like whatever. I got life insurance. We'll be fine. Right. <laughs> so Grand Junction to... 13 hours or something like, well, no, maybe not that long. So from say 11 hours, 11 hours, I was in a mask. All right. That's kind of crazy. Did I pull it down a little bit? Yeah. But you know what? Like from the time you get to the airport, to the time you leave the last airport, I got to be in a mask. 
Come on. Give me a bracelet that says I'm vaccinated. Give me a I'll sign a waiver. I don't care. Yeah, but do you want to sit near somebody on an airplane who is not vaccinated because they're not? Don't care. I don't care. I'm vaccinated. Don't care. Enough. I don't freaking care anymore. I'm being serious. Like, I'm not joking. I don't care. We have to start moving on. Basically, what you're 30% of this country will never get vaccinated. They're, they're, for whatever crazy reason, they won't get vaccinated. So, what are we going to do? Keep the other 70% in mass forever in perpetuity? What's the metric that'll stop me having to wear a mask in a wide open airport? What's the metric that I'll have to stop wearing masks uh, on an airplane? Or my kids, in, well, I don't have kids, but kids in school. Like, no one's telling you that, Sarah. At some point, they have to tell you that. It's out of control. Well, don't you think the point is going to be, look, we still know ICUs are, we talk about this every week, but, you know, ICUs are are still overwhelmed. Oh, no, they're not. They're not. In some areas, they say. Oh, oh, okay, some areas. They're not, though. We're making up stuff, not you, but, like, like the the goalposts keep moving, you know, the the, the numbers – Again, real quick, and we'll move on. Montgomery County, Maryland, we keep talking about that. Yesterday, they reported about, I think it was 54 cases per 100,000. Okay. Somehow the CDC claims that's substantial. So the mask mandate stays in place. Yet their positivity rate is down to 1.5%. So tell me what's going on there. So only 1.5% of all people testing... Or testing positive, yet you're telling me we're still in substantial transmission. Both can't be true. Cannot be true. I mean, I would think those numbers are lower than even the flu, you know, when when you have flu season. Absolutely correct, number one. Number two, the scale has been rigged so to keep people in masks. Because I'm telling you right now, 54 per 100,000 with a positivity rate of 1.5. And by the way, the 1.5 is considered low transmission. Yet you're telling me yet another metric you're using, the one that determines whether people have to wear masks inside restaurants, is substantial? No. They, but two things, those two things cannot be true or accurate. They've manipulated the scales to keep people in masks. So, I, listen, I'm just saying, you know, and by the way, you're talking to someone who got their booster shot today. I'm a I'm pro vaccine, pro stay safe. So I'm boosted up, Sarah. I'm 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 boosted <laughs> up. Boosted up. Um, yeah. I mean, look, we know you know we hear from people like Dan and some of our listeners that our arguments are ridiculous. That you know we we got to keep everybody safe. No, we if, don't. No, we don't. I'm done. Get Dan on the phone. I'm done. I don't have to keep other people safe. I don't. It's not my job. It's not, I don't, I don't, I do not, nor does leaders of these cities. They've given everyone the resources, the information, the time to get vaccinated. If the only people who deserve protection right now are those young kids who have not yet been able or eligible to get vaccinated. All right. And oh, by the way, then wear a mask, even though kids are not getting sick at any significant rate. If I had a four-year-old, put him in a mask, okay? I, I, I mean, it's cr- like 
You literally like were there kids on your flight? Maybe too. That's why maybe that's why airplanes are going, you know, look, we got we're gonna have kids on these flights. So if everybody wears a mask, it helps no, protect the kids, these children. Then no kids should have to wear a mask. Just like kids have to wear be in a car seat. Kids have to be in a seatbelt. Why are we changing all these things? Like we do everything else in society to keep kids safe. But yet the adults don't have to do that necessarily. You got to be a certain height to, to, to ride a, a thing, a roller coaster. You have to be in a car seat until you're three years old. You have to be in another. Kids can't take certain medications that adults can. Why are we forcing all these other people to protect the, the few? No, I'm sorry. I, like, enough. But anyway, well, we do you move. think that? Well, one more thing, because, you know, Fauci's now come out and said, OK, it's fine. You know, if you're vaccinated, it is fine to travel for the holidays. So oh, I thanks, mean- Dr. God. <laughs> he also said we could have Halloween. Really? En- <laughs> like enough with him. I'm, I'm fired up today. Enough <laughs> of him telling me what we can or cannot do. Right. Well, I mean, I, when and I by I, the way, I, to all those people who are unvaccinated, go get vaccinated. Enough. Uh, enough. That's my personal opinion. Enough. The, this is what's crazy. The the unvaccinated, when they see hear about breakthrough cases, say, oh, see, even the vaccinated. No, the only reason that there's breakthrough cases is because the unvaccinated are still carrying the virus. By the way, were you annoyed at the way that, the, that okay, the media... I say the media, but um, the media were portrayed Colin Powell's death because the headline yeah. was Colin Powell dies of COVID-19. Of COVID-19. Well, of yeah. course, you read on. He, you know, he has a form of cancer. I think it, I don't know if it was my lymphoma. He had lymphoma. OK, blood cancer. Uh, so obviously, you know, incredibly susceptible, right? First I mean, of all, he's 84 years old. Extremely success- okay, susceptible. But you run it to the immune- station. Why do why do why does the media do that? And you know I what? don't know. I can't speak to how we reported because honestly, I was away and I didn't see it. Um, and I don't know that Fox Five report, but you turn right. on a lot of headlines from all different news outlets, and it's you know Colin why? Powell because dies of. I, this is going to sound terrible, but there's many in the media who who don't want to let go of the COVID narrative, and they believe that a narrative that Colin Powell, who was vaccinated, died of COVID feed some sort of appetite for information. But doesn't it feed that people won't get vaccinated? Because they see uh, that and yeah. they go, oh, breakthrough case. I'm not getting the vaccine. I mean, that's yeah. what's interesting to me. Some of these outlets that we deem as liberal news well, outlets. But that, but that's why we're not explaining. Like, the reason there's breakthrough cases is because the virus, you know, can live, has been allowed to live, and, and in many cases, in unvaccinated people. So, you know, we have we have we have we have anchors. Not we, Fox Five, in the in the industry, we have anchors. ESPN just had someone. Yeah, Allison Williams. Oh, I people, didn't really know, but she. Yeah, go people on. who people have been in their jobs. The head football coach for the Washington State College football team fired because you won't get vaccinated. Can you explain that to me? Okay, but wait, is your point that they should be fired or that they should get yeah. the vaccine? Oh, you think, okay, you think well, they Well, I think if they're mandating it, then if they don't do it, they should be fired. It's, I mean, obviously certain companies are mandating certain things. Some companies are not, right? So, but uh, you, like, <laughs> the coach probably was vaccinated for all other things. Like, I don't, like, 
listen, I, I don't want to get too far down the, the rabbit hole on this, but I, I don't understand it. There was a viral video about, a, 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 I think it was the chief of police or somebody who on their PA system when on their last day because they lost their job because they weren't vaccinated, like screaming at the governor, I think it was in Washington state, Governor Inslee. And, I, and I'm like, this isn't funny. Like, get vaccinated. Like, we're supposed to celebrate you somehow because you you were what? You stood up to the man for to not get vaccinated? No. Goodbye. You lost your job. But somehow, like, they tried to portray the virus. And I don't know who it's they are. It's a fascinating hill to die on, isn't it? Because to your point, it's, you know you're probably vaccinated for everything else. A lot of the people that are leaving have probably had a flu shot. You know, they've definitely been vaccinated for measles, probably polio, all those things. Their argument is flawed completely. Well, their argument is we don't know really what the the vaccine does. Their argument is personal choice. And yet their sickness or, or their ability to have a higher risk of getting COVID impacts other people in particular, maybe child, children or somebody else. And also, most of these same people who are not getting vaccinated, to a certain degree, and I'm not trying to paint them all with the same brush, are also the same people who are anti-abortion. So it's only a personal choice, yeah, but not the woman's choice. Like, like the whole argument is flawed, yet everyone's trying to like, ooh, you know, there's no, there's, there's almost zero religious exemptions on this. There's almost no, like, get vaccinated. I mean, I'm with you on that. I, I, I am because it is it's like wearing your seatbelt. I mean, you know, you're in the car, you wear your seatbelt. to. It's a law. You protect other people. It you know, it's a civic. So duty. I, I might sound like I'm contradicting myself with the mask, but I'm really not because I'm, I'm pro vaccination. I'm, I'm I believe it should be left up to retailers and businesses and restaurants and so forth to decide if they want to be to allow unvaccinated people in. I don't think that's... So I, I, I do draw the line where I don't think the government should be mandating vaccine passports in bit local business. You know, back to the airport, it's federal property. You know, if the feds feel like they need to do that, then that's, you know, unfortunately, I you know. But um, anyway, so we keep trying to avoid the mass conversation, Sarah, on this podcast, and we could ever... I know we're never it's not going to happen until so we get real quick just a yeah. follow up to last week Keep I, going. I, I brought up the the fact that the IRS policy that was in the uh, the bill um, back to uh, back to better uh, bill uh, so Joe Biden uh, administration changed it um, it was going to be uh, the IRS was going to get a report on anybody who had a $600 or more. Yeah, which was, I would imagine, most people. I mean, most people. Most. So now they're proposing 10000 So they went from 600 to 10000 Okay, so you kind of threw that number around last week. I mean, how do you feel about You think that makes more sense or you think it should be even higher? I still don't like it. I still think it's an invasion of privacy because banks still already have to report movement of monies to, to that degree to the IRS. I, I think this gives a IRS a look-see that I, I believe is an invasion of privacy. So I don't think there should be any number. Um, and really what they're trying to find is people who are just avoiding paying taxes, right? And a $10,000 checking account or savings account, that's not a large number uh, still. 
yes, I'm, I'm sure you've significantly decreased the number of people who have a, a checking account at 10,000 from 600. But, uh, but there was no way it was going to pass at 600. So now they're floating $10,000 to see. see where and we goes. don't know that that will even, it may not even end we, there. They may compromise from don't. that. Yeah, they may, but they must my guess feel, is they floated that knowing that maybe that'll get through. They must feel like there's a lot of enough people, though, not paying taxes or avoiding yeah, I mean, it to some degree. You know, from a political standpoint, I, I don't know if you could have had a worse three months than, than President Biden. All right. Yeah. Talk to me about what you think. What's going on with Biden? I mean, think? and again, not all his fault. Some of it is. But I mean, gas prices are through the roof. The border's still a mess. The, he hasn't passed the infrastructure yet, even though there was bipartisanship on that. His $3.5 trillion boondoggle, as I call it, is going to probably end up in the high ones to low twos. Certainly not going to get anywhere near what, what he wanted. Um, supply chain issues all over the place. People aren't going back to work. Now, again, not all his fault, but he's the president. I'm trying to find things he's winning on. And uh, diplomacy, the, just, you know, acting like a good human being. No, no, Not no. Okay, that we don't need that. Like, that's. Yeah, we do need that. Trump was awful. Okay. Thank oh, okay, God. But that, that's that's one one hundredth of a percent of what we need. Right. No, that's like a huge. I mean, I think now at least oh. there's I think there's more security, at least in the world that, you know, I mean, people were like. Based on what? Uh, based on the fact that he's not on Twitter every night going nuts uh, okay. after Look, random, again, pe- you know. Uh, uh, okay, I'm, I'm I'm not justifying Trump. What I'm saying is yeah, but that Trump is was a huge that's a, distraction. That, that's very, that, that 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 gives people very little in real world, right? Very little. Okay. Oh, we have a nice guy. Oh, great. There's a lot of nice people out there, right? I mean, if you work for a company, yeah, you want a nice boss, but at the same time, you want them. Well, you want a stable boss, and it hasn't even been a year. He inherited an absolute lunatic. Again, I prefaced it by saying not all his fault. He's having – oh, he has had a tough time right now. He is struggling. His, his, His policies are struggling. He's all over the place. He ran as a moderate. His legislation that he, you know, is very progressive. Honestly, thank goodness for Joe Manchin and Kristen Sienema because we would have passed a $3.5 trillion boondoggle. Um, and, you know, good for them. Good good for them. All right. Like, you can't keep saying what, what I say. I think the analysis of his performance, the fact that he's not Trump is long gone, right? Long gone. So now, how has he done? And he seems, he seems lost. He really does. Uh, I, you know, and he doesn't. He's not out there much. I mean, he's doing a town hall on CNN. We'll see how that goes. But um, uh, so we'll see. Okay. So we know. You know. Look. There's. We we've talked about it a little bit, and I, I'm. I wish I had. I'll have to go watch the debate. But anyway, lots of continued eyeballs seem to be on this Virginia governor race between McAuliffe and Youngkin, because a lot of people feel like this is going to be a predictor of midterms, although we know those are kind of leaning towards the Republicans. But I 
don't know. Do you have any further thoughts? I guess I'm basically no, asking I I, on that. I, I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be very close. Do you think Yunkin? I mean, with everything that's happening in Loudoun County, you know, we know the trans bathroom issues are huge. Transport. I mean, that's that has taken on a national, um, you so know, what attention. I, what do you think? I, I still think McCall pulls it out two to three. You do? Okay. I, um, I don't know. I feel like it's I, very close. But I said this last week. I think the predictor of the midterms is already over in the sense that McCall should have won this race running away and he's not. So, you know, again, the media, whoever they are, <laughs> you know, they're trying to portray this because they think McCall ultimately went. So the narrative is, Oh, this is going to be a predictor. This is going to be a predictor. And then McCall pulls it out and they say, Oh, okay. The midterms are going to be closed, but maybe the Democrats have a chance. Well, because they're setting up the narrative they want going forward. But in reality, he was supposed to win by eight, ten. He may win by two or three. The Early on, I thought Yunkin's spots were not very good. I do think he's jumped on some of the things from debates. Well, the like, education thing is huge, education. right? But what I, what I really haven't seen is him jump. He should have jumped on, and I saw a little bit of it, but not to the degree I thought he should have jumped on the Alexandra city schools having to reinstate the special resource officers, the cops back. Oh, into I saw you tweeting about this. Tell me about this. Okay. Yes. So there was so much violence, gang activity, people getting beat up, teachers getting threatened. So that Alexandria city high school eliminated their SRO officers, special resource officers. They had to have a special board of education meeting or student or uh, uh, student uh, school board meeting, and they reinstated them temporarily. And I just did quotes, which you know will be they'll be back for good, permanent. Uh, By the way, three of the school board members or council members didn't even go to the hearing and voted to continue keeping them out, even despite all the violence. So they played politics rather than what's best for the students and the teachers. I mean, we're talking a lot of violence was going on. This so so <laughs> you know, last summer we had the defund the police narrative. Then we had get rid of the SRO officers and you know, and then if you notice it's all coming full circle because they were flawed ideas. And we said so. We said they were flawed. And you know, that's what happens when you make decisions out of emotion, not based in data, not based in fact, not based in studies or what is really going on. And um, it'll be interesting to see if Montgomery County, the county I live in, follow suit because they're having all kinds of issues as well. And they eliminate the SRO officers. You know, your job as a county executive president of the school board, principal, school superintendent is to keep kids safe, get them an education, keep the teachers safe. It's interesting to me that when it comes to COVID, that's their mantra. Got to have masks on, got to keep kids safe, blah, 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 right? Yet when it comes to violence and gang activity and fights and drugs and destroying bathrooms because of some TikTok, game the mantra changes well because it's it's societal and racial you know and and well, it's not racial people well defund the police it, is oh, no no 
but they made it racial, right? I'm talking about the school. I'm not talking about policing. I'm talking about the school resource officers. That when was that racial? Well, I think it was tied to my my read on it was it was kind of tied to defund the police in the sense of we have a lot of policing very early on, right? Of and you know we know we school have bad resource cops. officers. Similar, and I, I made this point when they were trying to limit them. They remind me of the program, the PAL, Police Athletic League program, when I was in Philadelphia, where there's, you know, I believe the number was 37 community centers, each with assigned two full-time police officers. They were a tremendous resource. They could see police officers in a positive light. It was a safe haven. Yeah, that's awesome. Right? So I, to me, and I only noticed from the school my kids went to, th- those SRO officers were a very good resource. Somehow through defund the police and the George Floyd, we tried to paint the school resource officers, I think in a negative light. Again, you could have one bad school. Of course you could have bad employees in every discipline, right? On the, on the policing side, absolutely. There needs to be more reform education. Yeah. Hold, hold officers more accountable. Don't start moving them around when they get in trouble to different districts and jurisdictions. Their records need to transfer. We've talked, all that stuff is great and is critical, right? The profiling aspect of whatever. I'm not sure that ever moved. I'm not sure how that got the school resource officers got lumped. Well, because a lot of times they are police officers, right? So it's, it's, that's okay. Like to me, it's not necessarily the police officers. It's the, it's the, it's the organization, right? It's like they're in a school to try to protect the kids. That's their, yeah, I, yeah. I see where you're going. I guess I'm. I'm just saying. Like, I think that's that's the argument, right? And I think I do think we've all learned. I think everyone's kind of beyond the defund the police because I think everyone knows yeah, that I, slogan. I, I agree with that. Wasn't good. Reform the police is what people want, right? They they want police to have more training to not be racially biased. Um, you know, they don't want to be targeted while black and driving or black and doing, you know, no. something that isn't a crime. You know, that's that's no, what, no, and I think we I, all feel that way. And, and maybe I just not aware. I don't remember a ton of examples of that in schools where we do have. Unfortunately, hundreds and way too many examples of that in society in terms of well and your point i think is probably these these officers have these school officers have gotten looped into that and all these districts reacting because they want to be you know racially inclusive and they don't want to come off as racist kind of jumped the gun removed these people and then now they're seeing the consequences so they're yeah and that's hard right i mean it's it's hard for people to like see the future and take a stance like no one wants to be so oh, I thought Yunkin should have jumped on that. You know, like to your point, Sarah, when it comes to education, kids' safety, people vote. People voted. You know, they'll they'll vote and you know, even if they're Democrat, they may vote for a Republican. Oh, one hundred. Their kids not going to be safe. I'm out here in Loudoun County. Believe me. Uh, and you yeah. know, we we had the, the Democratic Party calls us all the time. And they're they the woman that came to our door yesterday said, "No, it's we." need your vote it's very very close it is way closer than we thought it would be it is and part of the reason is what's going on here in Loudoun county with with the lgbtq the really the trans um discussion of bathrooms and sports and all that and people are fired up yeah so 
But back to your original question, I think, I I think the fact that McAuliffe is not already way ahead, racing the bag, is a predictor of potentially. Although I, I'm really no, not, I'm not so a, sure he will I'm, win. I really am not I'm because not a believer, of Loudoun County. Uh, you know what? You may be right. I, I and really Arlington and and what's going on in Alexandria cities, very heavy liberal towns. Um, I don't know. Yeah, but it, they, they're all different once you bring their kids into it. They're all they're all like yeah. uber liberal till it's like in their school with their child. Then it's like a whole different story. But yeah. all right, I want to switch gears because I want to know your thoughts. It continues to be a news story about Dave Chappelle's um, special, yes. The Closer. You watched it. I watched it. Um, and one of the co-CEOs of Netflix coming out, Ted Ser- Sarandos, I think I'm saying it correctly. Anyway, he's basically saying, look, I, I the way I sort of came at this wasn't really sensitive to all our employees. Mm. This is on the eve of a walkout that's going to happen mm. at Netflix. So what was your take, by the way, on this ongoing? I mean, it's been like 10 days of discussing Dave Chappelle's special. So uh, a few things. One, I thought, first, he, Chappelle is, may go down in the hit as the best <laughs> storytelling comedian of all yeah. time. Yeah. Right. And I watched the special multiple times, and I thought it was very good. I don't think it was his best special. Okay. I think it was very good. And I think if you really listen to what he was saying, he was telling a story, right? A story of yes. the inclusion, a story of his friend who was transgender, who was supportive of him and vice versa. And I think he was was trying to equate the, the, the history that black um, people have gone through and how long they've had to fight for inclusion and equality and so forth and how the transgender community has done it in Chappelle's words. And again, I'm trying to remember exactly what he said. Like, I think one of his jokes was, you know, too bad some of, you know, the slaves weren't, uh, transgender, because I think we would have been a long, fur- you know, much further away at this point because they, they just know how to rally and they get the support. Like one of his famous jokes from it was, you could blank someone and uh, blank, you could kill a blank and yet don't make fun of a gay person, right? Right. But but to your to your point, and I think this is what's wrong with the walkout and what's going on at Netflix and the apologies. They're not listening to what he really said. Right. And and by the way, I think comedians, you don't they could do I'm not saying they could say and do what they want, but in context, yes, they can, right? And they're comedians. That doesn't give them a right to just be offensive for offensive sake. It, there has to be a point to it, a mm-hmm. joke to it, uh and as long as you're inclusive with all your joke telling to all different, you know, yeah, you know whether it's you know Italians or Jewish people or pregnant people or whatever, right? So I don't like the walkout. I, I think you know the, the 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 that that thought process is wrong. Ask to sit down with Chappelle, have a conversation. Maybe he will, maybe he wouldn't. How about you you call a meeting to talk to this you know co CEO of Netflix? What were you thinking? That's where we need to get to, right? 
the walkouts, the protests, because Netflix should be a platform for all kinds of information. And then let the people decide if they want to watch it or not, right? So, listen, I, the censorship side of this, if that's what they're trying to do, 100% wrong. Um, but that doesn't mean people still aren't offended, and you have to understand that, right? We both could watch the same movie and... Oh, yeah, have different we, meanings, takeaways. Same thing with the Chappelle show, right? So... Um, I don't know. What, what were your thoughts? Um, well, my thoughts were, see, my thoughts are, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, let, I would let the Netflix employees, the, what the, the peer, the person that leaked, I think uh, the memo that Ted wrote, they were fired, which they should be, you know, you, yep. you have a company policy so that they're fired. Uh, then I think there were some employees that stormed a, a meeting that they were not invited to. They yep. should, they should be, they were suspended, uh, suspended or fired. I mean, I like to me, if I were the CEO, I'd let them protest. They have the right to walk out yep. or whatever. Well, I, I'm not sure they have the right to walk out of their jobs. Oh, maybe they don't. Well, then, then maybe maybe, at the, maybe on their own time. I I watched it in what I enjoyed. See, the thing to me, like, because he talked about women, right? He talked about Me Too. He talked yeah. about DaBaby, um, you know, and, and getting backlash from the LGBTQ community. Then he talked about his trans friend who was bullied. Then he talked about a black man years ago who was a slave, then became very wealthy, then enslaved people. Yep. I think what his point was throughout is like all these groups, if you will, right? Of at some point marginalized people then become no longer marginalized, but if you disagree with them or, or even if you're in that group and you've been discriminated against, but you don't go along with the group, you then they do to you exactly what's been done to them. That's exactly was his point. That was what, and that's what he's saying. And it wasn't just LGBTQ. And he used the example of his friend who was transgender, who supported Dave and was bullied. Right. And was then bullied by the same. And I don't know if you remember, I brought up uh, a woman who I followed, um, can't remember her name right now, to be honest with you. I apologize. But she's she's a self-proclaimed feminist. But she came out and didn't. She believed that it's actually it was anti-female on uh, the sports, the transgender or not just the sports, but where uh, a transgender woman can go into a woman's bathroom or, uh, you know, sexual assault clinic or prison or whatever and she was crushed by the feminists that she supported her entire life so similar similar concept and now she's become extremely vocal about it it's mary i think it's mary murphy but i'm not a hundred percent sure on that so to your point yeah i, I agree with you and um I guess, you know, I know, I think because he's made trans jokes, trans jokes in the past, that sort of people have kind of really yeah. held on to that. But, um, but he, you know, he said it about women, you know, he says it about white women. He says it about, I, I, yeah, what I think he made a few, I think he made a few jokes about Jewish, Jewish people. I mean, people with he, the, 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 the land and so forth. So. I mean, I agree. I think I agree with that because we see that in society happen all the time. We see, you know, and there's never any room for nuance. And it's like nobody ever wants to give us, not us, like 
you and me, but like as a society credit for things have progressed. I mean, we're at a point where people are even coming out as trans, which never even happened 40 years ago, you know, 30 years ago. So nobody wants to recognize that like change is happening, but it's slow to happen. And it, you know, and, and to Dave Chappelle's point, if you don't go along with the group, they will do exactly what has been done to them 20, 30 years, you know, Years so and years. the only the, the one comment I saw that I I I I understood and and maybe get the point. Just because he's a comedian, he has followers. He has a lot of followers who may not be as nuanced as him, or may not fully understand his point or his jokes or his storytelling, and it could be perceived as an attack on transgender people, which could lead to continued attacks from people unlike Chappelle, right? So, I, you know, I, I get some of that concern. No, uh, I don't. Because okay. it's just like Ted Sander us or whatever I'm, from Netflix said. They put on Squid Games is the most violent, vile oh. show. And everybody in our country celebrates how wonderful that is. These video games that kids are indoctrinated with. You know, I mean, um, hello, our gut, all these things, you know, the the idea that Dave Chappelle's special is going to incite violence. It, no, yeah, that's true. You yeah. know, somebody like President Trump. Yes. You know that. <laughs> well, he did. He different. did. He did. January yeah. 6th. But no, that is Chappelle was not standing up there saying go. No, I, no I'm not. And I'm not suggesting that. I'm just. That's yeah. the argument that people make. My, yeah. My, yeah. My point is, let's talk it through. Let's understand. Right. Da, da, but this protest and can't have him on the platform and that like enough, like enough with all this right it's it's you know okay we've uh, covered it all today we've said it all yeah. what, what other things is there anything else in sports you want to talk about anything else in pop culture you, know, you want to I, talk I, about I, I think the baseball playoffs again are pretty good even though i completely disagree with the format <laughs> but i'm not going to go through that again football season's been great uh through week six college football's good uh, no, I listen. I think um, Halloween's gonna be great. Get to hand out candy to kids. By the way, <laughs> you'll be wearing some a of the, mask. Some of they... these neighborhood groups that I still get like because like like the, the post. So what's everyone doing for Halloween? Ugh, we're gonna put bags at the end of our driveway, or we're gonna hand out candy with like a freaking walking stick like oh my god stop these people are nuts (laughs) and you're like absolutely not i'm meeting them at the door without a mask they're ringing my doorbell oh see i no i see that's where i will wear a mask to hand out candy because oh kids are i don't want to make kids feel a uncomfortable and b sick or their parents so that to me is fine even though i'm outside and the kids aren't gonna ever get sick and i'm not gonna be really within six feet of them for 10 minutes yada 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 <laughs> so anyway but i know i get it i get i get it um, oh my oh and then the, the the best one i think i've mentioned this before is the narrative that because it's sunday night literally somebody posted this don't you think montgomery county public schools should give the kids a day off on monday after halloween because they're going to be tired <laughs> seriously <laughs> So you've never trick or treated on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. I think Halloween's been on every day of the week at some point. <laughs> what are these people thinking? These are the people who wear masks in their car by themselves and are not an Uber driver. <laughs> I don't 
Yeah, yeah, I know. It's funny. Parents are funny. <laughs> uh, now I'm one of them. I did. So, yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't think you're like that. No. Got to go to school tired. That's like a rite of passage. Yeah. Go in, muddle oh through God, the day. By the way, you're done trick-or-treating at 830. Yeah, I know. It's true. Like, once like, it's dark. Like, if you're a young kid, you're not going out to night. No one shows up at nine o'clock anymore. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Like, but you're 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 done literally by seven thirty, eight o'clock. It's true. Like, yeah, the kids start now at like three thirty, four o'clock. They come trick or treat. What are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sarah. <laughs> all right, Patrick. We've covered it all. We got to we got to rule the world. I heard you're maybe working on another station podcast potentially uh, uh, this could be fa- yeah i guess for people that don't know because it's been several years we, the first fox 5 uh, podcast production was key co- which was this podcast titled i still have a key card and i interviewed all your your like famous talent no you not even famous well <laughs> you interviewed everyone oh, yeah. actually i feel like that was the catalyst for you getting your you starting your own podcast <laughs> it was, you you were on it. Me. yeah yeah so and it went so well we had 13 viewer listeners and uh, we thought oh well let's start our own <laughs> you were inspired you're like you know what? 13 people doing it i'm gonna launch my own yeah. show by the way sarah you and i have sat down almost 170 times i cannot believe it i can't believe it. this podcast is like three years old isn't yeah. that nuts it's a good yeah. thing that i'm the only one who could cancel it well not my boss can cancel it ultimately but he has no, I, I think they like it <laughs> They like it. You're like the most outspoken general manager. I mean, you they must like it three well, years. I'm very I'm very rational. You know. You and, are and we, <laughs> You don't think you you told me I've become very by the way, you've come to the dark side on a lot of things. I I have I don't changed, even I don't even yeah. think you're liberal anymore. I think you're moderate. Uh, no, I really am super liberal. I, I just, no, to your point about Dave so. Chappelle, I, I hate that, like, I hate the bullying by these groups. Yep. That, like, gets me. Like, the women's movement and everything. It's like, I don't want to be so a part you, so of that. you know what you are? You're, I bet you, if you remember, I told you about that New York Times test to see what party oh, you fall into. Oh, I should into. do that, yeah. I would say you're you're a new liberal. That's I guess where I'm you're a new fall. liberal. Yeah. yeah. You're not but an I, ultra liberal. I mean, I'm you're, totally... You're, you're you're a liberal on you're you're ultra liberal, I think, on social issues, but some of these cancel things and the the that bullying, that narrative, that I, I think you're definitely in the middle. Yeah, and I I just think who are these groups to tell people you know to go after someone like you know because they disagree with you or whatever? It's like what I don't know that that stuff really gets me. I hate that stuff, and and I can see how it works. Like for me, it works at me to the point like you I think about voting Republican, you know, and that's terrible. Well, the reason they do, because it works. Right? Yeah, it does. Right. <laughs> so, Thank- all okay. right, Sarah. Patrick, where do people follow you? Patrick, Fox 5 GM. All right, we'll see you next week. Talk to you later.